You are listening to the podcast of Calvary Church in Irwin, Pennsylvania. For more information, you can visit us online at calvaryirwin.com. Well, today we are uh, wrapped, we're continuing a series we started a couple weeks ago called Coming Home, and we're going to talk about the value of missions, and we've got Delana and Amber up here with us. And, uh, you know, over the last uh, four or five months, there are so many phrases that uh, I don't know about you, but I wish I'd never hear again. Uh, phrases like social distancing, or essential workers, stimulus packages, uh, so many different things, unprecedented times. I don't know if you've used that word, that phrase, but I'm done hearing about unprecedented times. Or a new normal. A new normal. This, this has been, you know, a struggle. We're told that there's going to be a, a new normal. And I don't know if you've had the longing of the last few months that I've had wishing for the old normal. Wishing to go back to the old normal and things the way they were. And it's taken this whole idea of the good old days to a different level. Like, man, I'm ready for the good old days. As much as I complained probably about 2018 and 2019, I so long I could go back to those times and just the way things were back in the good old days. Yeah, seven years ago, my normal was singing on the worship team, helping with a youth group, and teaching. But God called me into something more. You see, he called me into something that interrupted my sense of normal when he called me to lead Calvary Cares. I could not do this by my own strength, but it's something I could only do by relying on God. Stepping into this role caused me to trust God in a way that I never have before, and it called me into something that was more than my normal. But God wasn't done with there. See, just after I had started getting used to my new normal as Calvary Cares Director, in 2015, God interrupted that normal again, and he called me on a missions trip to Ecuador. This completely interrupted my normalcy. I now had to trust God in a big way for the funds. And let me tell you, he provided those funds in a huge way, more than I could expect. And I also had to trust him in the actual going to the mountains of Ecuador. See, this trip was challenging. Being called to something that is more than normal is not easy. But even though there were challenges, the outcome for me personally and for everyone who was on the team was life-changing. It was incredible. And I don't even know how life-changing it was for the people that we served while we were there. I can guess that the indigenous people who live in the Andes Mountains, their lives were changed, their normal was changed when we provided medical care for them because I followed God into something that was not normal for me. And today we want to talk about this idea of normal. What is normal, really? And what is the importance of normal for us as followers of Jesus? You see, here's the thing that many of us are dealing with today. We're dealing internally with, you know, the anxiety of of catching a virus or job situations or financial struggles, but we're also dealing with adjusting to this new sense of normal or fighting to preserve the old normal. But what if God's desire for you and me isn't normal? What if this season maybe has opened our eyes to a way of life that is so far outside what we we might consider normal, and now God is using these really difficult circumstances to get us to a place where we might be open to a life beyond normal? You know, that's what we want to talk about today. We were created for more than normal. And for me, my story of feeling called to something more than normal started back in high school. You know, teachers, they always suggest career paths, and they're always like, hey, why don't you try engineering or business or teaching? And I just couldn't shake this feeling that although those are great careers, 
I needed to do something that specifically impacted the kingdom of God and the people that God cares about, regardless of what I chose my day job to be. And this set off a journey for me where I chose to go to college for ministry, I got involved in community outreaches, and I went on several missions trips. My first missions trip to Uganda drastically changed how I saw the world and what I felt God was calling me to do. It solidified in my heart that like God had something more than just a normal life. And each trip and event afterwards where I was able to serve people in a new way just kept reminding me that like there's more to this. There's more to the normal and that there is always more. And eventually this led to my husband and I moving to Westmoreland County and serving here at Calvary. One of the great illustrations of this in scripture is a young girl who lived during the reign of King Xerxes. He reigned over much of the world in the 5th century BC. Now this girl's Jewish name was Hadassah, but we know her better by her Persian name, Esther. So Esther was a young Jewish girl, and she tragically lost both of her parents at a very young age and then was raised by her cousin Mordecai. And during this time, King Xerxes became angry at his current queen and banished her and started the search for a new queen. So then this young, probably 14-ish-year-old girl was then entered into the process of consideration to become the new queen over what was the kingdom of most of the world at that time. And, you know... Esther's life would have been considered just normal, quiet. She's part of an exiled people in Babylon. And then King Xerxes, he made a decision that had nothing to do with Esther. He got rid of Queen Vashti. And, you know, this decision should have had absolutely nothing to do with Esther. But God had a different plan. Esther obeyed what was required of her, and God granted her favor. Esther ended up as queen, of all things, queen. But that's not even where this story ends. See, living life as a queen is certainly not a normal life, but God had called Esther to do even more than live a normal queen's life. And just like Esther, we were created for more than normal. And God was just getting started with Esther. You see, one particular day, her cousin Mordecai uncovered a plot to kill all of the Jews in the empire. And up until this point, Esther had kept quiet about the fact that she was Jewish. But Mordecai knew that something had to be done to save the people. So as was custom in the time, Mordecai began to mourn for what was coming upon the people of God, the Jews. He dressed in sackcloth, which is a visible sign of mourning. And in Esther chapter 4, verses 4 through 9, we read, When Esther's eunuchs and female attendants came and told her about Mordecai, she was in great distress. She sent clothes for him to put on instead of his sackcloth, but he would not accept them. Then Esther summoned Hathak, one of the king's eunuchs assigned to attend her, and ordered him to find out what was troubling Mordecai and why. So Hathak went out to Mordecai in the open square of the city in front of the king's gate. 
Mordecai told him everything that had happened to him, including the exact amount of money Haman had promised to pay into the royal treasury for the destruction of the Jews. He also gave him a copy of the text of the edict for their annihilation, which had been published in Susa, to show to Esther and explain it to her. And he told him to instruct her to go into the king's presence and to beg for mercy and plead with him for her people. Hathak went back and reported to Esther what Mordecai had said. You see, Esther hears this message from Mordecai, but she also understands the potential that she could lose her life for doing this. See, in Esther 4.10, it says, Then she instructed him to say to Mordecai, All the king's officials and the people of the royal provinces know that for any man or woman who approaches the king in the inner court without being summoned, the king has but one law, that they be put to death unless the king extends the scepter to them and spares their lives. But 30 days have passed since I was called to go to the king. So this was a scary proposition for her. If she went into the king's presence, she could lose her life. And she didn't really have a normal life, but she did have a pretty comfortable place in her life. I mean, she was the queen. She had attendants. She was eating the best food. She was living an incredibly luxurious life. I mean, we might even call it a blessed life. Have you ever been there before? Things are going really well, and then God asks you to sacrifice it all. He's, he's given you all of these blessings. You've worked hard to get all of these things, and you ask yourself, why would I give all of this up? Why would, I, why would I do that? Why would I give all of this up? That seems counterproductive, right? But remember, we were created for more than normal. And Mordecai, he's not satisfied with Esther's response. He knows God has something more in store for Esther, and that it's no small accident that Esther would be the queen of Persia at a moment like this. And here's what he said in response to Esther. We see in Esther 4, 12 through 14, when Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. What Mordecai was essentially saying to Esther is, you know, life might seem cushy and comfortable right now, but if you don't act, you'll face the same outcome as the rest of the Jews across the empire are about to experience. And beyond that, the blessings you've been given, these aren't a reward for your actions. This is, in fact, a responsibility you have. God wasn't expecting Esther, and he's not expecting us to live this normal, regular life. No, he has something beyond that plan for each and every one of us. Regardless of your background or where you find yourself right now, or what you might even think is possible, what if God put you, are, put you right where you are right now for such a time as this, for a supernatural purpose? For Esther, it felt like she might have to sacrifice all that she had achieved for this great purpose. But it wasn't until she actually stepped out and approached the king that she started to see the supernatural hand of God at work in her life. And God would grant her favor once again with the king. She was able to convince him to issue a new order that would override the previous order that was meant to destroy her people. While Esther probably assumed her royal position was God's purpose. God's desire wasn't for normal, but for supernatural. While her royal position was purposeful, it wasn't her life's purpose. 
God had a greater purpose beyond that. And you know, for, for many of us today, we find ourselves in so many different places. Uh, like, like Amber and Delena said, some of you, this has been a great time. Maybe this has been one of the most prosperous times in, in your career, your job. But for, for others of you, this has been an incredibly difficult time, trying to figure out job situations, maybe trying to plan for uh, how to deal with financial struggles that you could have never anticipated that you're facing. And this has been a season where it's truly been the best of times for some and the worst of times for others. And regardless of where you might find yourself there, we were created for more than normal. You see, we, we strive and struggle to, to get back to normal, but, but, but I believe, we believe God's desire for each and every one of us isn't to do what's normal, easy, or even logical. He has something so much more in store for us, for our future, and for our life. And maybe, maybe today you've kind of settled into a new normal. You've settled into a routine. Maybe you've settled into an adjustment of how life is now in this season, in this time. And God's desire for you and for me isn't to settle in and get comfortable again, to adjust. I know we hear about a new normal, but I don't believe God's desire for any of us is normal. It's not that we get used to normal and we settle in. God wants to push us out of our comfort zone to something more. And maybe for you, that's meeting up with a, an elderly neighbor that's lonely for, for a meal or coffee, or, or maybe, maybe it's speaking up for someone that's being mistreated. Maybe for you, it's taking the little you might have financially and, and investing it into an organization that's making a difference. You know, maybe it's going on a missions trip. Maybe, maybe it's, it's being willing to say, I want to pray for these missionaries, or I want to give towards these Calvary Cares projects, or whatever it might be. Our hope for you isn't that you just settle into normal. We want to push you out of your comfort zone. That might sound mean, but, but I truly believe that your future and what God has for you isn't going to happen if you settle into normal, but when you're willing to accept more than normal. In fact, if you go to calvarycarescampaign.org, there's a button on that page where you can get involved. And we have a lot of different opportunities where you could say, I want to step out of normal and try to do something different. I want to do something more than just everyday life. God has something more. We were created for more than normal. You see, can you imagine what could happen if those of us in this room, those watching online today, if we were willing to step out of normal into something more? Can you think about the impact we could make at a difficult time in our world? I, I, I could give you a glimpse of what that would look like in the first century. There's a group of 120 people who were followers of Jesus who did that very thing. They stepped out of what was normal, empowered by the Holy Spirit, and they would launch this thing that we call the church. And they would forever change the face of history, the face of the world. See, we live in a time where it's a pandemic and there are all kinds of reasons why so many things can't happen. God is really good at taking impossible odds and turning them around. That's what God wants to do for us. Not, not settle into normal, but we were created for more than normal. And maybe some of you this morning, whether you're here in person or watching online, maybe for you, this whole idea of Jesus and God and your life and all of that is very, very uh, abnormal. It's not something that's been part of your life. And, and I couldn't think of a better way to step into a new normal than to say, you know what, I'm recognizing that Jesus has a path for me, that Jesus loves me and can forgive me, that, that Jesus could transform not only my life now, but my life in the future. Because the reality is, no matter what you've walked through, no matter what you've experienced, God has grace to forgive you. But he doesn't leave you there. 
He has a purpose and a plan that you can step into. And, and before we wrap up, I want to give you opportunity to say, today, maybe that's me. Maybe I want to make that decision. I want to follow Jesus. I want to step into this new path that God has for you. If you could bow your heads with me this morning. And if you're here today, as we prepare to pray in a moment, if you're here and you'd say, you know, uh, Nick, I, I've never taken that step to follow Jesus, but today I really feel like God is on my heart. Maybe you're watching online and you'd say, I, I really feel that God is working on my heart and I need to step into a new normal. If that's you this morning, for those that are here in person, in a moment I'm going to count to three. I'm just going to ask you to reach your hand toward heaven. For those watching online, in a moment we're going to pray a prayer together. If that's on your heart. If God's speaking to you and say, today is a new normal. I'm ready to step into what God has for me, to accept his forgiveness, to step into his purpose. I'm going to ask you to reach your hand toward heaven on the count of three. One, two, three, if that's you this morning. And for those watching online, we're going to pray this prayer together. For those that raised your hand, I'm going to ask everyone to pray this prayer with me. And as you're praying this prayer, it's not some magic formula. It's actually God's our words to God, a conversation that I'm going to lead you in. And if you're making that step online or here in person, in a moment after we pray, I want to share uh, a quick, uh, some quick instructions and then we're going to close out in prayer. So would you pray this prayer with me, everyone together? Dear God, thank you for loving me. Thank you for coming to this earth to die for me, for my sins, for my past. Today, I accept your forgiveness. I commit to live for your purposes. Give me the strength and the courage to follow you all the days of my life and to show your love to the world around me. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you prayed that prayer online or here in person, I want to encourage you. There's a, a number we have on the screen. If you can text new to Jesus to 55498, we have some resources that we want to help you continue that journey. Maybe you, you said, I mean, I committed my life to Jesus a long time ago, but I really need to grow. Text that number. We want to help you continue the journey. It's not about making one decision. It's about a journey. It's about living life beyond normal. We're so grateful for that. And, and my challenge to you as we prepare to close here is that, that you, not just today in church on a Sunday, not just at home, wherever you might be watching, but that you are willing to not settle into normal, but recognize you were created for more than normal. I want to pray a prayer of commissioning over you, that, that God would set you up, that he would stretch you this week, give you opportunity to step out of what's comfortable into what he has for you. Lord, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for the challenges you give us and the obstacles before us. God, there are opportunities to stretch ourselves. Lord, to step out of what's normal and comfortable because you have something more in store for us. I pray, Lord, a commissioning. Lord, over those here in person and online, Lord, that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit, empower them and equip them. God, for every good work you have intended for them. God, let us not settle into normal. Let us be willing to live beyond Thank you, God, for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord, for how you're moving, how you're equipping us and preparing us. Use us, Lord, to make a difference in our world. In Jesus' name. This is Pastor Nick Poole, the lead pastor at Calvary. We're so glad you joined us for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the message. 
At Calvary Church, we're passionate about leading people into an overflowing life with Jesus. We would love the opportunity to connect with you on your faith journey and hear what God is doing in your life or join you in prayer for any needs you might have. You can visit us online at calvaryirwin.com or send us an email at info at calvaryirwin.com. On our website, you'll find previous week's messages, a list of upcoming events, as well as resources designed to help you take those next steps on your journey of faith. See you next week, and may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. 